0: What's up, you guys? Welcome back to the podcast Between Everything and Nothing. My name is Mo, and if you guys are new to this podcast, I really appreciate you guys tuning in. It really means a lot to me. And if you're, you're returning, I'm glad you guys are listening back in. I really appreciate, it really means a lot to me that you guys really enjoy this content. So anyway, today we have a very special guest with us. We have my really good friend, Ali Hashim.
1: Hey, guys. How's it going? Not yes. that you can answer that, but... <laughs> <laughs>
0: A little backstory. I've known Ali for how many years? Would you say, dude? Uh, since I want to
1: say 2011. 2011 wasn't or it? Twi- 2010. 2010 during Summer orientation. 2010.
0: Yeah. Right? Yep. Yep. Yeah, during orientation at UVM Dearborn. So like Ali was really big into like just meeting people from Lebanon. He saw me as like that one boater sitting there in the corner that he could just like pick off and pick his brain. And I was like a straight fop. I used to wear like these tight shirts oversized jeans and you were kind of the same way, dude. You were like where you used to wear yeah. the oversized jeans, yeah. oversized
1: shirts. Yeah, I was wearing the you know, three XL, uh, white T shirts with the baggy jean shorts and the fake Air Force One. So when I saw <laughs> when I saw when I saw when I saw Mo, like, you know, I know he fit the vibe for sure.
0: <laughs> Yo man, those jean shorts killed me. Yeah man. Oh, but look at you now, honestly you've gone from like zero to like the people that the heroes are looking up to now. <laughs>
1: I don't know about that, but I appreciate it.
0: And you saved your little brother from having bad fashion sense too. Do you imagine if he was wearing jean shorts too?
1: Yeah, I mean to be honest, I I give a lot of the credit to my older brother Hashem. He's like a fashion, you know, fashion guru Icon guru. You know? Yeah, so yeah. Follow him on Instagram, Doctor Hashem. Alright. <laughs> yeah. Now get
0: into this. This kind of be like a kind of laid back episode where we just really want to talk about our lives growing up, things like that. And then later on, we're just going to transition to basketball. So, Ali here is actually one of the most accomplished friends I have, which in Dearborn is saying something, because most of these guys just end up back at their parents' gas stations. So, Al, give us like a
1: rundown of your humble beginnings. Man, so, um, I mean, I, I, where should I start? I, I mean, I guess, uh, you know, I'll start um, with my upbringing. Um, so, I spent most of my life... Um, Except for a couple of early years in Detroit, um, I've spent all of it here in Dearborn. Um, and so early on, I guess I'll start off with um, my academic, I guess, you know, my academic background. Um, so being the kid of first generation immigrants, like most people in Dearborn, uh, growing up, I definitely found some challenges in school, right? Um, you know, I was a special ed I went to Maples Elementary. Oh, you were special ed too? I was special ed. Oh, I didn't even know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just thought you
0: were doing like bad in school like
1: I was. No, no, no. Yeah, I was actually a special ed student. Um, I struggled with uh, reading and comprehension and and stuff like that. Um, So I wasn't placed into special ed until I was in middle school when I was in Woodworth. Um, And yeah, so so I definitely struggled uh, in that sense. And, you know, um, once I was in high school my first two years I was also in special ed um was really struggling um was on the tennis team for a week but got kicked off because I was academically ineligible <laughs> <laughs> and, that, and that young too. Yup, yup yeah yeah I was yeah I was uh yeah I was struggling. Um but then after my sophomore year of High school, um, I had the best thing happen to me. Even though at the time I thought it was the worst thing, I tested out of special education, um, and at the time I was terrified because I was no longer going to get modified exams. Um, I was going to have to take regular exams. What was, were
0: the modified exams like specifically compared to regular exams?
1: So basically, it was um, I'd only so I'm, for example, I'm taking a science test and there's choices for regular students is A B C D. I'd only have choices A and B. Oh, So okay. yeah, so it was. There were like easier exams and stuff like that because I was a special ed student. So I, so I was um, definitely nervous for that. But because I was so afraid of that, it actually pushed me to work a lot harder, um, which I ended up doing good. Um, and um, I ended up my last two years of high school. I did really, really well. I um, got into U of M Dearborn. Um, maybe. I want to say two or three weeks um before the semester started um and then that's where we met at orientation there because i think you were you had just come from Lebanon. Um, fresh off the boat yeah and, and think about it if i had done better in school and gotten accepted earlier than when i did get accepted we would have probably never met when we didn't meet. i mean i'd hate to say that it's like <laughs> I, that like i
0: like you know that like i'm glad you didn't do good in school <laughs> yeah but real. you know no, honestly. But I didn't even know all that. But I'm sure you had teachers telling you along the way where like you yeah. would never amount to anything or you wouldn't yeah. become anything part of yourself. Because I was kind of like that when I was younger too. I had a really bad stuttering problem. Mm-hmm. And I had a really bad lisp. So that kind of kept me from really talking a lot. So when it came to reading, comprehension, things like that, which involved public speaking or answering questions, I was always afraid too because I didn't want to get made fun of. Yeah. So I used to spend... Like hours when I was like 10, 11 years old, just looking in front of mirrors and practicing words, slowing down and just fully enunciating them until I can actually get out. And that kind of, but from that, it kind of blossomed into me. Like, I love reading now. Yeah. And I can talk a lot if you like egg me on to. So I feel like a lot of times these handicaps, so called handicaps we have when we're younger, kind of foster into better things when we're older too.
1: Oh, yeah, definitely. 100%. It's like, um, you know, not to rant about it, but when, like when I was in high school, it was originally when I didn't get into U of M, I was going to go to Wayne State. Um, and like the last week of the of senior year, um, you have to go talk with your counselor um, and let them know where you're going to school at. So I went and spoke with my counselor, let them know I was going to Wayne State. Um, the counselor told me to go to Henry Ford first because he didn't think I could succeed in a university. So I used stuff like that and really um, had a chip on my shoulder when I started, like a good chip, um, when I started um, college. Um, and that really like pushed me to do really well. I did have great special education teachers, though, who actually like did believe in me. And when I graduated um, law school, eventually, and. I had my graduation party. I actually invited them to my graduation party, which was, you know, one of the best feelings anyone can have, right? Um oh, it was like Everything came full circle. No, 100%. You
0: know? But, like, why law, though?
1: Man, that's a good question. <laughs> yeah, like, I always
0: wondered why law, because, I don't know, based off your family, I feel you guys were very more towards, like, healthcare, just off your sister being a pharmacist, your brother being a doctor. Cass just talking, saying he wants to be a dentist. <laughs> so, like, why did you kind of veer
1: off that path and go to law? Well, to be honest, I, I really hated science. I didn't really like math. Um, I was never really good at it. Um, I was always interested in, like, history and and politics, especially, like, from the time I was really, like, when I, even when I was in Maples, like, when I was in elementary school, um, I would literally check out like every single Egyptian or Greek history or mythology book. Um, at that age, that's the one thing that I was actually interested in when it came to school. Um, so I wanted to study that in undergrad. Um, so then when I got to undergrad, um, I knew that it's not something that I could practically make money doing. It would be really hard. Like I could do it, 100%. but it would be really hard to do, right? Yeah. So I was like, okay, well, it makes sense to go into to law school. Now, do I actually enjoy like the practice of law? No. And and that's why I don't do traditional legal work. Um, you know, I I never have and I probably never will. You know what I mean? I I enjoy doing like the corporate side, the regulatory side. Um, yeah.
0: Yeah, no, that's like that's the move. I feel like that was good cuz you kind of even though most lawyers will end up doing, like you said, most of the legal stuff everyone else does, you went off and like found your own path, and your past kind of, I think, led into that. Now, I wanted to really ask, I remember you, back in the day, before you went to law school, you had the option of going to MSU, or, I
1: want to say Columbia? No, uh, so, uh, it's funny you ask, um, so no, it was Northwestern. Northwestern, like, yeah. the top
0: school in the nation.
1: Yeah, so, that, so that so was it, was the way it, it was a weird thing it was a the way it worked was it was like a blessing um in disguise in my opinion um so at the time I was dead set on going to Northwestern um which I got waitlisted at um and I was on the waitlist for I want to say like four months oh wow um yeah and then MSU actually gave me a scholarship um which I ended up ultimately taking, and that helped me, because if I had gone to Northwestern, I would have had so much more student debt that it would have limited me in terms of keeping my options open, um, but because, you know, I ended up getting waitlisted and I ended up going to Michigan State, um, it opened up a lot more doors, and this is the thing, what I always tell people now, at the time, I thought, oh, where you go to school matters, but now, being older and actually working, nobody... Cares. Once you have that first job, um, no one in an interview is going to ask you, did you go to Yale? Did you go to Princeton? No. They're, they, all they're going to ask you is, about your first what did job. you do? Yep. Your experience. 100%. I've worked with people at my company who went to Yale and are horrible at their job and are horrible professionally, but they're great students. And I've worked with people who went to you know, some liberal arts college in Indiana, but yet they're the best at their job. right? So it, it doesn't mean anything
0: experience plays a big role and I think that's a lot of things that like they don't drive home to you especially in school is that experience and like skills help get you better jobs and fields and LinkedIn oh yeah and <laughs> LinkedIn, exactly <laughs> oh man when we told me about LinkedIn you know honestly that's been the move so far
1: yeah yeah I mean you know what, what, what Mo's uh, talking about is um, you know the way that I've literally gotten every job I've ever gotten was through LinkedIn I Bought the premium and I inboxed every single HR recruiter from like every single company. Whether I knew that person or not, you know, I reached out to them. And and even if they told me, no, they weren't interested, they at least let me know, I appreciate um, your hustle, basically, that Mm -hmm. you're actually going out and finding jobs and reaching out to people and building your network, you know, so.
0: No, that's like, I think that's like the biggest thing, especially for our generation, because... Like there aren't you can just say for every job there's not as many jobs as there used to be. So now you just gotta do more to get even like less some places. So I feel like you just networking now is like a huge part of the game. You know, back in our parents' days, like they can get jobs without any education. Literally, like any business, anything you wanted to run, never needed one. And I feel now you'd have to get a bachelor's just to be working the front desk at Planet Fitness. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> no, honestly. Yeah. Uh, Maybe it's 100%. a little extreme,
1: but that's like the gist of how I feel things are now. Oh, yeah. Uh, 100%, you know, and that's the thing. You have to be willing to start low and work your way up. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? I, you know, it's it's such a miss now that when people think, oh, I'm just gonna go to this grad school and come out and be making, you know, two hundred thousand, whatever the case is, no, that's not what it is. Those, you, yeah, yeah. Those days are are those over. days are long God. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you literally have to, you know, work your way up, and and that's basically what I've done over the past couple of years. So yeah, dude.
0: And like, and one thing I think that's underrated about you is like you're very loyal, dude. You've been like a Magic fan. <laughs> as long as I've known you and to be a Magic fan which if you guys don't really watch basketball is probably one of the longest struggling teams this decade and this guy Ali would buy tickets to most of their games whenever they came to Detroit he uh, talks to actual like people that report about the Magic he follows all their information pages he probably knows all their birthdays for every player currently active on the roster <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but like why the Magic you know
1: Man, that's another. Uh, yeah, that's a, that's another good question, right? And I mean, right? If only I can go back in time and and, and uh, change that. No, I'm no. kidding. The Rockets
0: um, bandwagon has plenty of seats to open for you, bro. Just you know, let me know. I'll well, put in a good word.
1: Well, to be honest, um, I the first time the magic ever caught my eye was back in the '90s um, when the movie Kazam came out. With really? Sha- yeah, it was Shaquille O'Neal. That was the first time. I didn't really watch basketball back then because I was really young, but. Um, so I knew Shaq was on the Magic back then, um, and then he was on the Lakers. But when, but you know, I, I knew of the Magic. I didn't really have a favorite team. Um, but then, when I really started watching basketball, was when I was like in the sixth grade, and Tracy McGrady was on the Magic. Mm-hmm. Um, so oh. I had the T Mac threes. <laughs> I've been looking I've been looking for the original Orlando Magic colorways. So if every if anybody has them, if you can let me know, it'd be great. But um but yeah, so after that um I fell in love with the team. Um after T Mac left, I thought about becoming a Rockets fan, decided to stick it through and You we messed got, up. We got Dwight Howard, we made it to the finals.
0: And then we got Dwight Howard, you could have came and followed us <laughs> right to the Rockets. <laughs>
1: right. And the reason I say we is because I truly believe that I am more part of the team than some guy we drafted in the second round this year who has never, ever, like, even thought about the team. Um, because, you, you know, even when we made it to the finals in 2009 and we beat LeBron um, in the Eastern Conference finals, um, I, remember when, I remember when that happened. I was at school. Um, nobody believed that the Magic could do it. And I remember looking at the roster, and I'm like, yeah, we have Dwight inside. We have great wings and Hidu Turkoglu and Rashard Lewis. Uh, we got great point guard play uh, with Ray for Alston. We had a couple other really good players. Um, J.J. Redick. J.J. Redick, Michael Petras. Michael Petras. Uh, you know, so man, yeah.
0: I forgot about all these yeah, guys. Yeah, and
1: we were well-coached with uh, Stan Van Gundy. And actually, the current coach of the Magic, Steve Clifford, was a really good defensive assistant coach at the time. Um, so, like, I... You know, I really believed in them, and uh, they won. I bet with like everyone, in Mr. Farhat's eleventh uh, uh, grade algebra class, uh, like twenty dollars. felt 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 pretty rich after after winning that bet. But
0: no, dude, honestly, like I don't know. I just like it's hard to be like supporting the team for that long because ever since literally right after that championship like round where they lost to the Lakers.
1: Did you actually think they were going to beat the Lakers, honestly? I didn't necessarily think they'd beat the Lakers, but when you actually look at the stats and the scores from that series, I think two of the games went to overtime. Uh, One of them we should have won, but I think Derek Fisher hit a shot with like three seconds left. series could have been completely different. The series we lost in five, but it should have gone at least to six. That's true. We've had bad luck. I mean, even in the 90s, uh, if Nick Anderson... Um <laughs> <laughs> missed those four free throws? Yeah, if he makes just one of those free throws, okay. uh you know, maybe we maybe we have a championship. Hakeem no, Hakeem so. Hakim wouldn't have let that happen,
0: you know. The dream <laughs> the dream was that was like his era right there. You guys were not taking those two years. No one was. But no, dude, like I don't know, like I feel like to the magic kind of helped build LeBron because they were like wrecking him back in like the Eastern Conference Finals. So him losing to them, him losing to Boston, him losing to all these guys, finally convinced LeBron to like, yo, I'm about to make this move, talk to Chris Bosch and D Wade two years before that. And then he was like, Yo, let me go and go off to Miami and win not one, not two, not three, not four, not five. How many rings was it? Did he say he was gonna win seven? Seven, Eight? but they only won really two. two. <laughs> Yeah, no, but no, the Magic are coming around though. Honestly, I like their new prospects. I mean, yeah. shout out to Jonathan Isaac. Get well soon.
1: I know. I was yeah yesterday when Jonathan Isaac tore his ACL. I was crushed. I had to go outside for a walk. Had tears in my eyes. No, <laughs> oh,
0: he was actually my favorite prospect from all these guys you have right now. Like Vucevic, probably gone next year. Probably. Fournier, I never liked Fournier. I
1: know, I I can't stand Fournier. Yeah.
0: DJ Augustine finally started balling after he left the Pistons, which everyone wants to do apparently. Yeah. No, the Magic were going to come up, but Mobamba was like probably the one X factor. You guys were just leaving on the bench.
1: He's a, he's a bust, man. He's not but, a bust, dude. He's not playing. I mean, yesterday when I was watching the game, um, Jeff Turner was talking about it. And he was basically saying that Mobamba's put on so much weight um, that he has to get used to playing. With that weight, right? So, and he's not getting the playing time to do so.
0: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. he has to have the opportunity to be out there on the court.
1: Yeah, but. man. But, I mean, stuff's st- starting to look good now uh, in terms of Magic Basketball. Like, the past from, I want to say from 2011 all the way up until 2019, early 2019, I mean, I mean, it was it was miserable, man. Being a Magic fan, trading Oladipo and Sabonis <laughs> for Ibaka, and then turning that into Terrence Ross. Do you guys actually like Terrence Ross, or he's good, but he's not his like moments. he
0: has his moments. but he's just the glorified dunking guy. But
1: it wasn't worth Oladipo and Sabonis. Oh, I and mean, that, no one know. really believes in Oladipo to be That's fair, true.
0: except for that game against like OKC when he dropped. What was it? I think, like 30 on Westbrook?
1: Yep, yep. And then we traded um, Tobias Harris for Brandon Jennings and Ersan yeah. Ilyasova. Yeah. Oh my God, man. That was a mistake. We traded Alfred Payton for a second round pick. We traded Mo Harkless for a second round pick. We uh, just bad move after bad move, right? I mean, oh you're not
0: lying to me, yeah, man. Like, imagine
1: you still had a core right, of what we currently have, and then you add Oladipo, Sabonis. Tobias Harris and Mo Harkless to what we already have. I feel like
0: I feel like old Depot wouldn't have stayed regardless. Maybe yeah. he wanted something bigger. The yeah. Pacers, I mean he's the Pacers are a good team, but I feel like they're good despite of him now because of his injuries, yeah. always can't stay on the court. Yeah. Uh, bro, let me ask you a real question. Would you say LeBron is like the pinnacle right now? Like is would you say he's the GOAT? I don't
1: know if I can kind of curse, but hell no. <laughs> see, not, that's the thing, see,
0: me. See, I feel like a lot of these Generation Zers that are like growing up with LeBron, all they have is they see him as the goat because they don't appreciate what came before him.
1: Yeah, maybe he's like the old school goat, like, you know, like the goat, not capital G O A T, <laughs> like the lowercase kind of GOAT. goat. Yeah, lowercase goat, you know, but I mean, I know stati- all the Generation Z people bring up stats. They um, only have stats all that's, that's or it. he
0: beat or or he beat the Spurs in twenty thirteen. Or he beat like these teams. But yo, Jordan was like wrecking killers back in the day. That's the thing. He like, was beating like these guys never like he was beating Carmelo, Malone, John Stockton. These guys never took a day off. I think John Stockton has only missed eight games his whole career. Yeah. And you got LeBron bragging about beating Washed up, not washed up, but older yeah. Tim Duncan, Mono Ginobili, which is like good because that was like one of the best yeah. team, Spurs teams of all time. But yeah. and the next year, you get very basically swept by the on count that one game they actually won,
1: yeah, right. Uh, and then, and then the thing is with uh, Gen Zers now, after watching like the last dance, a lot of them say, Oh, well, Michael Jordan had a gambling problem and was hungover and really didn't have the flu. But to be honest, that's even more impressive. That he was that good, even though he partied the night before a game. Oh, no, I think there was one like, where he
0: was like in the finals. He had it was like he had lost game one. He was out till 3 a.m. gambling with his boys. <laughs> Still came back and dropped like 45. Yeah. And LeBron left the court against the Spurs with cramps,
1: like like you know, yeah. it's night and day right there. It almost it almost sounds like you during so last year we <laughs> played in a three on three tournament right um, at Little Caesars Arena. We have a playoff game. Right before the playoff game, we had Mike's pizza, and like that—that that was honestly like the <laughs> best pizza I had ever had. It could
0: have been average, but it's because of how exhausted we were. Because be mindful, this tournament was happening in July, during the 95 degree weather, while we we're all outside, and it was me, Ali, and his brother Kasim. It was at the three on three tournament. We had we didn't know much of the rules, so we had no bench. We didn't really have like any jerseys made. All these guys were walking up like they're about to go pro. So, and Ali put us in like the pro competition. Literally the pro competition.
1: <laughs> literally we were getting dunked on. <laughs> we literally got <laughs> dunked on.
0: So you know, regular season goes, and we somehow squeak into the playoffs. And then you we know use that term loosely. You no, know, Squeak. <laughs> and then you know we're finally in there. We're like, man, let's just get this day over with. But then we finally win our first playoff game. Like we're in this. Shout out to Cassim who actually helped a lot during that game.
2: Yes, sir. Yeah. Um, I'm brought all these brother Kasem. You know, uh, I uh, just graduated from Fortson High School. Um, yeah, I'm the Gen Z that they're talking about. Uh, but uh, yeah, uh, basically, uh, la- last year in the tournament, you know, uh, wasn't you know we went into the first round. Uh, we finally figured out the way, you know, to win games, basically by we were talking a lot of smack, playing a lot physical because the referees over there they don't call no fouls. The referees were awful,
0: man. Uh, yeah, <laughs> so, were so, so,
2: so we realized, like, why don't we just foul? So um, yeah, the first game we really, first game we actually played as a team. Um, you had Mo who was stopping their big man. He Had nothing on him. You know, all these was was back and forth talking with this player. He was um, playing
0: good defense. We had Cass finally actually like take over, start hitting threes, which we were waiting for him to do the whole regular <laughs> season. Hey, I,
2: I I was 16 years old playing with grown men, and so like, but now you know, if this year was supposed to be a revenge tour. Look, uh, you know, COVID happened, so we weren't able to play this year, but hopefully next year we'll be able to be back there.
0: So, you know, you want to chime in as one of the Gen Zers
2: about LeBron? Oh my Speak God. up, though, okay. <laughs> you know, so uh, they can hear okay. you on the uh, podcast. Yeah, um, uh, yeah but I don't know. So this guy was talking about how they're washed up. Yeah, LeBron beat a 73-9 and Warriors team um, with three All-Stars. Um, no Draymond. Uh, no Draymond for Game Five, but so it, two, it, it, so it's it's
1: two All Stars,
2: and yeah. actually the Cavs had the three All Stars with Kevin Love, Kyrie, and LeBron. And, and, and he was talking about the 2009, uh, how LeBron was supposed to win. LeBron was playing with janitors. He was playing with Anderson Varejao, uh, Mo Williams. So what? Who, what? Valante West was good. Delante <laughs> was a good
1: player. I like Delante.
2: If, if you know, Delante West is the guy that slept with LeBron's Supposedly. mom. S- Supposedly. Supposedly slept with LeBron's mom. Um, but yeah, uh, LeBron, 30,000 30, points, 8K rebounds, 8K assists. Um, meanwhile, you got Jordan, who literally was playing Gary Payton, who I don't even consider him a Hall He's a, a modern day Tony Allen. No, wow, that's uh, wow, so scary.
1: disrespectful. Modern day Tony <laughs> this, Allen. This bro. is why I don't listen to Generation. This is why Z I can't. Was, I can't yeah. mess with you guys, uh, honestly. Uh, yeah.
2: And you know, when you when you're LeBron and you, it took it took uh, Kevin Durant, um, Steph Curry, uh, it took the Warriors, Kevin Durant joining them for them to beat a 33 year old LeBron uh, with no. What no Kyrie, no um, he had uh what do you had? Uh, uh JR Rodney, Smith. Rodney Hood. Jared Smith, Smith, Iman oh, Schumper. Iman Schumper Kevin, Kevin,
0: yeah.
1: Kevin, Ke- Kevin Love, yeah, Kevin Love. Kevin Love's an all star. Kevin Love
0: Kevin Love I'll know. give I'll give LeBron the I'll give LeBron against the Warriors. Yeah, that that, was,
1: that, one, that one's fine, but I mean at the same time, I mean you, you know, you still like I said, he
2: still got swept, right? Oh, I mean uh, I've never seen the, okay. Jordan uh, get yeah, swept. Well you've seen Jordan not make the playoffs though. So um that was back in the eighties. LeBron, LeBron never LeBron, lost in the first round. LeBron didn't make the playoffs last season. He's never lost in the first round. <laughs> he and, didn't make and before he got injured, what happened before he got injured was there was a the fourth seed in the West. So until he got injured, they were up there until he, That's they true. had the groin, the groin injury. So, so this year. Then it fell apart. This, this year. Th- this year we're talking about the bubble. And right now, you know, after watching the first two games um, you know, the team's still kind of rusty. Uh, we beat, They beat the Clippers. Um, uh, they lost uh, to the Raptors, who I think are going to make it out of the East. I think they're going to beat the Bucks. They're a great defensive team. They, they still really have that are. championship mentality. I do think, though, uh, the Lakers will make the finals and they will win. Because, you know, in the end of the day, when LeBron turns at zero dark 30 mode in the playoffs, uh, and then, and I got, I got the Lakers in six. They're Lakers the in
0: six? Man, I don't know. Just the... I feel like LeBron, maybe he is it just rust, but I just don't like the team, and they don't have good pieces other than AD. I literally don't like anyone on that squad. Yeah. KCP left over from Detroit. Kuzma is exactly who we thought he was, like a twentieth, twenty-something pick player. Yeah, all he does is score. Deion Waiter sucks. I Deion agree. Jared Dudley sucks. <laughs> um, Their point guard play is I losing. Mean, I think losing Rondo and losing Avery Bradley hurts yeah, them a lot the more than people think it does. Yeah. Because they literally have no one.
1: Because Qu- Quinn Cook, right? Is he there? Quinn Cook. Next?
0: Yeah, that's what I'm
2: saying. Like that's it.
0: And who was that know, bum like... they had playing the opening scrimmage game from the 2019 uh, uh, round from the 2019 draft?
2: Uh, oh, the Hort- Horton Tucker. You're talking yeah, you're talking about about yeah, yeah. Horton Tucker. Um, uh, I think uh, no. I mean, a big part of it, obviously. I'm gonna take the two. At the end of the day, I'm taking the two best players on the court against against the Clippers. I think. I think uh, I actually believe the Clippers can get upset by the Rockets before they meet into because the Rockets, the Rockets have a very very solid team, but I don't think the I don't think the thing is like if the Lakers do, they have to find they need Kuzma to score at least twenty a game. If Kuzma every time Kuzma has it rolling, that team looks like they're they're unbeatable. But um, you know he's inconsistent. You know one game he's dropping. 20 25. Next day he drops 11. But one day he's going 2 of 11 and he has 9 points. Uh, no, see, so yeah, that's
0: what I'm saying. They don't have consistent, and their bench is weak, bro. They have a terrible oh, yeah. bench.
2: Yeah, one guy I, I hate when he's on the court is Caruso. I, I know a I, lot he's of He's the people, only good player off the I, bench. I, I <laughs> was watching him against the Raptors, and this man had three turnovers right away. I just think. The, the the name he's gotten from all these memes on social media has got him the starting I wish they they, they ran it more through you, no I mean everyone
1: at the end of the day any player is gonna have a bad night and the raptors are just a good defensive team you show yourself good defensive I like team. I like I like Caruso a lot um I think he can defend I think, I think he, he does a lot shots. of things
0: that doesn't show up on box scores exactly like he'll uh make plays that doesn't show up on, bo- on box scores for other players where like he'll set picks when he's of like, a guard himself. No, the Lakers, I don't... Maybe. The Lakers, because I just can't count LeBron out of the playoffs. He's like LeBron. He's the goat. That's that's he's, why I can't count a, him out. He's the oh, goat, okay. lowercase yeah, G. Right. He's a he's the goat of this decade. Um, yeah. 20, 2010s belong to LeBron. Yeah. The, only,
2: the only the only ones, man, that talk that talk smack about LeBron, you know, are the ones that have you know, uh, have like re- are in denial, you know, uh, they 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 they're not they don't know how to express uh, a new goat in their lives, you know. They have uh, Jordan. <laughs> uh, they haven't seen anything like it. I mean, you got. A thirty-five-year-old, year seventeen, who's in the MVP race with Giannis. I don't think they're gonna give it to LeBron, but I think they're gonna give it to Giannis. But he's averaging twenty-seven a game. Meanwhile, you had no Jordan won a championship at thirty-five. Yeah, with Scottie Pippen. Uh, as I watched, he was as I watched the last dance. You could tell Scottie Pippen was the decoy that they had him against the, the Utah Jazz.
1: And then he won it again at thirty-six. And, and you he, did. I, I just. I wish.
2: <laughs> I wish you had given LeBron a Scotty Pippen. You get, Kyrie was out for the first series against the Warriors. Yeah. He, had, he had Matthew Della Vadova. Matthew was eh, beast. He, he was it's Clinton even, Curry. Ma, where is Matthew Della he, he, Anthony he, Davis.
1: He has Anthony Davis right now, right? You gave him and, a better player. Exactly.
0: This he is the best him, player LeBron has had, yeah. agreed.
1: He's better than Scott. AD is probably better than Scottie Pippen. Yeah. Uh, I, yes. Yeah, I, I'm no just saying, no, no, no. Yeah. Generally speaking. Well, what
2: they well, what they, asked, well they said uh, Scottie Pippen was what, top ten in the league in scoring, and this guy was making how much money? Seven years, eighteen million dollars. I mean, he got
0: hustled. That was on him, though. But I think LeBron and, and he
2: took he took the Bulls to the Eastern Conference Finals without Jordan. Like, look when LeBron leaves. The the Cavs they become well a, a lottery team. team they could be their lottery
1: and, team and AD took a worse New Orleans team than that Bulls team to the second round of the playoffs in a tough Western Conference. Who Anthony Davis did when he was in New Orleans? He was in the Pelicans. Yeah, yeah,
2: he took him. Yeah, he that's beat, what I'm he, saying. He that them, shows you, you player. What do you mean? But when AD leaves the Pelicans, they're still a good team. When LeBron leaves, the, they're still a good team. Why are they in the bubble right now? They were they were a good team because of all the picks. Oh, the Pelicans. They're in this bubble because
0: of Zion right now. That's, that's what I'm saying. They got Brandon reason. Ingram. They got Brandon Ingram. No, I'm saying just because of the hype of Zion. That's why. That's why I think they're. But if the AD
1: had just left as a free agent and they didn't get what they got for AD and the NBA didn't, you know, give so them you, that number one pick they would have been just like so, Cleveland they would have been the worst team in the league they got you know the re- because they got Brandon Ingram because they got Lonzo because they got Josh Hart because they got uh, Jackson Hayes in the draft and Zion right because I just named like five guys that okay. they were able to get okay. because of because AD you're, left you, well, that too uh, like not the, as a free agent you know what I mean? it was a trade you're, that's why they were able to remain somewhat decent but yeah if, if AD left the way LeBron left uh, New Orleans would have right away been one of the worst teams
2: in the league you're comparing you're comparing Anthony Davis leaving to the Caval- to LeBron leaving the Cavs. LeBron brought a ring to the Cavaliers. AD didn't do anything, and he let them know he's leaving. LeBron didn't have to leave because he brought him a ring. He, he left because he did enough for the city. That's why I didn't care. He, he, he left, and,
0: about. and I think he left because he's not like yeah. Dan Gilbert and, either. And the last in the draw
2: was J.R. Smith's his mistake in the finals. LeBron dropped 51 points An and and, had, and lost because of. A player's mistake I mean you don't know What would have
0: happened In game two, three, four, or 5 you, Half that You don't know
2: What would have happened You it, don't know What would have yeah, happened Yeah if, if they win That game 1 You don't know LeBron How about if LeBron Takes him to 7 He might come back Next year If
1: LeBron won that series I would start putting him In the GOAT conversation <laughs> I'm not yeah. going to lie you know? <laughs> I think I mean I think LeBron Was going to leave Regardless whether They won that series Or lost that series I think he was done In Cleveland no, I think he was going to LA regardless. I think he's going to LA too.
2: He broke down yeah. his last two to what was it, LA and Philadelphia. He he was thinking about going to Philadelphia. I read that. His he guy wasn't was also
0: This guy was also talking about how he was gonna go. How you know, he was gonna end his career in Miami and look what happened. Yeah, I think people these people flip all the time. Yeah, Kyrie was talking about how he'd never leave Cleveland, went to Boston and then Brooklyn.
1: Like all these guys, just White wanna... Howard said he'd stay his whole career in Orlando. Look yeah. what he did. Look what he did. So Shaq. <laughs> Took us nine years to recover. Yeah, go
2: get T Mac. <laughs> I mean, but you, you can't. But when you compare, when you're like LeBron isn't isn't the greatest. When LeBron isn't the greatest of all time, uh, you have well Jordan's team was just a phenomenal team. They had so much depth. When you when I watched the last dance, they had Kuko who I never even knew was that. Important the Coach You nice. had Steve Kerr, who was the big-time shot maker on that team. Uh, you had Dennis Rodman, Horace Grant, uh, Scottie Pippen. Uh, Ron Harper was a great defensive point guard. Uh, that team was just a great team. And then you compare yeah. it to LeBron's Cavs team. I mean, you got Kyrie, okay. Kevin Love. Um, that was good. Uh, Tristan Kardashian. I'm glad. That's
1: good. But I'm I'm glad no one can see my facial expressions as he tries to say LeBron is better I, than Jordan. He,
2: he's a boomer, so at the end of the day a boomer. You know, all these boomers I read on Instagram. And I'm like, oh yeah, Did it Man, when you I when you don't put LeBron, a guy who's made it to what is it? Eight straight finals, seven straight uh, finals, and he's. Literally, he's played against so many Hall of Famers. And he played against Tim Duncan, Manu Ginobili, Tony Parker, Kawhi Leonard. um, You got Kevin Durant. Steph Curry Clay Thompson Etc so Dirk, Nowitzki. Dirk, Dirk Nowitzki And everyone who talks about The 2011 Finals That was a great Dallas Mavericks team Yeah LeBron You know He didn't have the best series You know 18 points Is it gonna That Mavs it?
0: team was running Through all these squads and, and though. They uh, ran yeah, through they OKC through They ran Kobe. through the Lakers
2: Yeah, um, yeah They had They uh, had they had a great team. You have Jason Terry who was hitting threes left and right. Jason over LeBron. <laughs> over LeBron. Jason Kidd was hitting three pointers. Yeah. Tyson Chandler was a legitimate rim protector. Sean Marion, mm-hmm. great defender. So people who bring up that series don't realize that that Mavericks team was actually a really good team. That was a really good team. But you know Miami still should have won that series because in the end you got LeBron they in his prime, Chris Bosh in his prime, and Wade you know towards the end of his prime, but you know he was still there. He averaged twenty four a game that year, I think. Wade was still pretty good. Yeah, Wade Wade, Wade Wade was good. Oh, that, so, Wade, yeah,
0: that was Wade my was good. that was like Miami. LeBron is still like my favorite LeBron.
2: And then um, yeah, and then they talk about you know the year after when they played the Spurs. Um, and then they say Ray Allen saved LeBron's career. Uh, LeBron had fifteen in that fourth quarter, so there would have no been no Ray Allen shot if LeBron hadn't scored those fifteen points. And, and see, the, like I, I see, I agree
0: with you there. I don't even like those like this player saved this man's career. Like you can say that about any player. Someone. Derek Fisher hit plenty clutch shots for Kobe Steve, Ron, Kerr. Steve Kerr hit shots for Jordan Ron Harper hit shots for Jordan you think, but like the great players take them to those points where they sometimes need those clutch shots from the other players so that I agree with you there's like you can't take away anything LeBron did in that series because like the, game 7 he dropped like 30 some points to put them away that's, that's, even though Ray Allen saved them,
1: Yeah, I mean, it's like last year, right? I mean, Kawhi was the best player on the Raptors, but Kyle Lowry in that game six was lights out. He
0: was. You know? And even before that, you had Fred Van Vliet was going off like every single playoff series they were in. Mm-hmm. So he's like, no, like I don't just want LeBron to go. He's, like, he's in my top five, but he's just not number Who, one. Who's your top five? But no one wants to hear my top five. <laughs> I don't want to hear it. <laughs> it's going to be, okay, my top five is my personal one, even though I'm sure it's probably wrong. Mine is like Hakeem Olajuwon number one. Uh, See, I told you, this is my personal one. Jordan two. Timmy three. Yeah, Timmy, best power forward in the game. Timmy three. And I'd probably put LeBron No, Kareem four, then LeBron five.
1: Kobe's not in your top five.
0: Kobe's Kobe's in my top ten. Kobe's not even in my top five.
2: Uh, I'm gonna save you guys. Uh, This is disrespectful. Number one, LeBron. LeBron. Okay. Number two, Jordan. Okay. Uh, Number three for me is Kobe. Um, He's not my top five. uh, Number four for me, um, Kareem, Uh, and number five, I'd probably say number five. um, I'd probably put. Probably Hakeem because every time Hakeem played Shaq, he schooled Shaq. So I mean, I that, that just that's my uh, Shaq that's was my young, opinion. but
0: still, no, definitely Hakeem deserved a placement in like any top ten. You know, he was like an amazing center. Yeah, even Shaq said he's like the one play one guy he could never crack when he was playing him.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, for me, I'd say top three is definitely Jordan, um, then LeBron's two. I'll put Kobe three. Wow, yeah, LeBron. That high, I'm so surprised. Right? And, uh, <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, I do. I respect LeBron's game. Um, statistically, he's great, I don't think he's better than Jordan. But he's he's definitely like. And then I look at LeBron. He's one of those guys where you put him on a 20 win team, and he makes some uh, instant, you Chain, know, contender, you know, contender, yeah. right? Um, he makes guys around him better. Um, number four, I I'd put Tim Duncan, just because like if. You can have one player for the duration of their career, and you're rebuilding. I mean, who would you take over Tim Duncan, right? Besides Jordan, LeBron, or Kobe, mm-hmm. you know, 100%. there's no one else in the league. Um, and then fifth, it's a definitely tough, but I'd probably go with Shaq. Yeah, that's um, fair. Magic. You know, I think. Yeah, I think. Yeah, he's. I think he's the most um, dominant player. Probably in the history of, a, of the game, um, and if Tracy McGrady had stayed healthy his entire career, he would have probably been in the top five. Um, led the league in scoring twice. Um, was athletic, could score, could do everything. Was even great defender. I mean, Kobe said he was the toughest guy, guy for to him to guard. To ever guard was was uh, T-Mac, um, and then even Penny Hardaway is another guy that if he stayed healthy, could have been you know one of those top guys. But didn't work out.
0: What are you going to do, bro? All right. Well, I think we're going to wrap it up here for today. And as you guys know, I like to always end this show with a quote. So, Ali, if you want
1: to send us off. Uh, yep. Um, so, one of my favorite quotes, and it was actually in the end of the movie, Jojo Rabbit, is, Let everything happen to you. Beauty and terror. Just keep going. No feeling is final. Um, that applies to personal life, work life, school life, any kind of life. And, and one more that I wanted to add Go in there it, too dude. is uh, it's a saying that the Jeff Turner, who's the announcer for the Orlando Magic, always says, every time they hit a three-point shot is kapaya. <laughs> 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 and, um, yeah, you know, you know, make sure your life is, is full of kapaya. <laughs> <laughs>
0: well Cass even though you're Gen Z I'll let you have like your final quote in if you want
2: um, I I don't have a quote but um, I just uh, want to you know, you know thank you guys for tuning in and uh you know, um, you know uh, uh, I graduated this year of class of 2020. So, uh, shout out uh, class of 2020, Fordson Tractors. Um, well, hopefully,
0: uh, you guys actually listen to cast put your boys on this.
2: Thing. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, my guy, uh, Waleed, uh, Imad, my guy, Zane, who's in L.A. right now. Uh, my guy, Robert Sala, you know, a de- f- former Ooh. defensive coordinator at Fortson. I was going to say, I don't, don't think he's class of 2020. <laughs> 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 but, you know, no, but he's always rapping, man. He's always rapping. Uh, so, yeah, it was nice uh, talking to you, Mo. Of course, dude. Thanks, guys,
0: for coming on. hopefully thank you for having us. Hopefully, you guys come back on soon. And with that, we're out. Have a good one, guys. And don't forget to tune in next time and hear what lies between everything and nothing. Have a good one.